0: Influence on me, I think, was my early elementary teacher, Miss Lita. And that lady, that was the day and age where you could talk about Bible and stuff <clears throat> in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we would memorize verses and come in there in the and, public a public school. In the public school and say things to that. And do you know somewhere along the line, <clears throat> good old Romans 623 was posted somewhere, you know, for the wages of sin is death and for the gift of God's eternal life to Jesus Christ our Lord. And I don't recall ever not knowing that verse. Hello, hello. Welcome back to
1: the No Greater Joy podcast brought to you by the pastors here at Grace Baptist Church in beautiful Westlake, Ohio. Because we want for our people what Jesus wants for his people, and that is to know greater joy. And uh, we know greater joy by stepping into the areas that bring no greater joy for God's people, being a 24-7 worshiper, a go-person, and an alongsider. I am Steve Strong, lead pastor here at Grace. Across the table from me is, once again... Ryan Adkins, the associate pastor here at Grace. And also a huge thanks to our tech genius guru, Dan the Man, Craniac, member here at Grace, and uh, working hard to produce this and make it work. So thank you, Dan. And we have been taking some of our episodes just to allow some of our people here at Grace to share their salvation testimony, uh, or what we're calling a gospel collision story. And happy to have uh, one of our longtime members, Chuck Robertson, with us. So Chuck, thanks for joining us. Welcome. So let me,
0: who's Chuck Robertson? Who are you again? No, you just. I've asked that interests. question several times. Yeah, so. uh, oddly, you would pick up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, just give us a little intro. Who is Chuck Robertson? Um, hmm. it's a hard question. It's a, a simple, very difficult question.
0: Um, I, I, it's it you know at seventy-four years old, that's hard to know where to start and mm-hmm. and what to pick up on. Um. Certainly, I'm a father, a grandfather, a re- mm-hmm. a retired educator, and... Hall of Fame educator. Mm-hmm. Don't sell yourself mm-hmm. shorts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bay Village. Um, and have been blessed to be able to pick up a second career. And initially, that was done sort of on a lark. In college, I was an accounting major. Mm-hmm. Picked up business education the last, mercy, uh, two summers and a year. And uh, because my roommate could not get a job in accounting, and I thought, wow, i got to get a job, kids. You know, my parents don't have a lot of money. i got to be out of here in four years. So I went to my counselor and picked up business education and always had a love for accounting, so, I started doing tax returns a long time before I retired, and that felt good. Mm-hmm. Um, then, after I retired, I um, was, uh, you know, worked on my own for a minute. I had several clients and and picked up some accounting clients. Did a lot of payroll, uh, tax prep, a lot of corporate work, and then I was sort of moved, went into a firm over uh, in Fairview, a a CPA firm, and um, and I'm still there. And absolutely wonderful people. Fine Christian, you know, the good Lord looks over fools and Irishmen, and I'm both. (laughs) Because I went in there to more or less interview them to see if I wanted to meld into that organization, and ran into, almost actually— a former member of this church, Bill uh, – he's now at Elyria. Varga? Varga. Bill Varga. Had, his wife had a terrible accident yes, on a motorcycle. Um, Bill Varga, and I looked on the desk as I'm waiting for – the, and there is our daily bread. And I thought, that's those aren't bad signs. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And walk in there, yep. find out the guy, that, the, the main person there is a – uh, deacon in his church. The other guy that was heavily involved in it was a, a very prominent member over at a church where Dan Anthony was youth pastor. I can't think of it's down on seventy-seven. Cuyahoga Valley there. Community Church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. and wonderful people. Yep. Absolutely, and have have been a godsend to me. Good. Um, so you were
1: an educator at, in Bay Village. Correct? 35 years. 35 years. And so
0: you taught, what did you teach for the first? Uh, Accounting. Okay. Business law, computers, typing, general business, and I think that's all. All right. And Mm -hmm. then you transitioned to being
1: the school counselor, one of the counselors, Mm -hmm. right? For 13 years. Yep. And then you retired when? Uh... Two thousand and six very good june twenty sixth so a long time resident here, west side of Cleveland, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I tell you what you know i I think you basically know everybody on the west side of Cleveland every time <laughs> I talk to <laughs> you you know people yep yep mm-hmm. so yep um, God has blessed you with some wonderful relationships mm-hmm. uh the most important relationship, nice segue is your
0: relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. so tell us a little bit how you came to know christ you know i um that that's not necessarily an easy answer when you grew up in a house of of Christian people. Yeah. Um, my mother was an absolutely wonderful lady. <clears throat> not so much let's sit down and read the Bible and pray kind of person, but she there was grace at every meal. Um. Always discussion by her, of, of Christ in, in our lives. I sort of knew my older siblings became involved in church as members. Um, Where did you grow up? H- Huntington, Wayne County, West, West Virginia. Virginia yeah. mm-hmm. uh, outside Huntington, went to Marshall University. Go, herd, thundering herd. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, you were there for the tragedy. I was. Yeah, so we I, don't have the rabbit trail. Let's I had fraternity brothers that were yeah. killed. It was terrible. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I think I was thinking about this, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Thinking is difficult for me. Um, I, looking back at influences, certainly my mother was a huge influence. No doubt about it. Because she was a wonderful lady and lived 91 years and continued to influence me. Uh, her whole life. The last, I would say, at least 10 years of her life, I called her every day. Um, She lived, she still lived in that same area, close to my oldest sister. And a huge influence on me, I think, was my early elementary teacher, Miss Lita. And that lady, that was the day and age where you could talk about Bible and stuff in school. Mm -hmm. So we would memorize verses and come in there. In the public school. In the public school and say things to that. And do you know, somewhere along the line, good old Romans 6.23 was posted somewhere you know, for the wages of sin is death and for the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And I don't recall ever not knowing that verse. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in the room. She would, she was a very, um, I don't know how to describe her. Good, lighthearted lady. Not a jokester, nothing like that. But she would bring that to our attention. And when I, when I uh, gave my life to the Lord, I was about twelve. Um, and she—I was an altar call. I am kneeling at the altar. My sister is beside of me. Miss Lida, who was the Sunday school teacher, the pianist, and so forth in church, came up, put her arm around me, and talked about Romans six twenty-three. And certainly, I knew it. And that was sort of that <clears throat> um, and you know I'd love to say that I lived for the Lord every day thereafter, not true, extremely, not true um, of my many frailties, and the the one that i I feel worst about is i I went through. A period of, I'm not like that now, but many of my former years, high school, college, sometime thereafter, being a bit of a follower, feeling a lot of less than, thinking everybody around me was smarter and knew what they were doing. I'm a little bit in a fog, but these these people know what's going on. Well, lo and behold, they didn't. So therefore, following that path, I, I, I got connected to things that I should not have, that I'm not proud of, uh, et cetera, and so forth. It was just not, not, a healthy, not a healthy thing, and consequently did very little involving Jesus Christ in my life. I still could have recited Romans six twenty three, by the way, mm -hmm. but just that was about all I could do to substantiate I I ever knew anything about Jesus Christ. Ultimately, Christopher was born. My son, Betsy and I were married a long time before he was born. I'd say five, maybe five years, and um, I think early on in his career, he was in diapers. I started we Betsy and I started looking for a church. She did not grow up in church. Her parents were military. Where did you meet her? College. Okay. Marshall. Then. Mm-hmm. Marshall. And uh her her parents just I never heard of them going to church. I I think though on military bases there were churches and I think they had um things like um Vacation Bible schools and stuff like that. She had a very godly grandmother who she adored. Um, So I think think Betsy was a bit of a believer in a way all along. Mm -hmm. But in any event, we talked it over and decided raising this child on our own without a church was probably not a stroke of brilliance. So we start looking around for churches. So can I ask you, um we'll
1: stop you there mm-hmm. because um what was it as a new parent that maybe led you to that conclusion
0: mm. and to think that? If mm. you don't mind me asking. No, you don't. I don't. I, I, I'd be curious about the answer. Um <laughs> I I think
1: Because I think that happens more maybe than than we think, and I mm-hmm. think it's good oh, maybe I, no doubt it about right it. Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's something about as parents, you can you can probably deal with this little human's physical growth and um, issues that come up along the way, school, friends, etc. But spiritual growth. Might be a little bit above your pay grade. Now that was sort of my thinking, and and that was sort of where I, I grew up in church. Mm-hmm. Betsy did not, but she agreed. It this would be an excellent time to start, you know, looking for churches, and and I do think it was a, a sense that this this child's spiritual development was above our pay grade um we did not do family prayer i mean there was none of that kind of thing happening and not that church necessarily puts that into place but it sort of gives structure to it you know um and sunday has a significant part of the week and Mm -hmm. so on and i guess i wanted i certainly felt that way and i think I wanted that for our kids. So we started looking for churches mm-hmm. and had gone to several churches. My, I grew up in a Baptist church. So some of the churches I we went to I knew I wanted no part of for sundry reasons, pointless to go into that. But we came over here, listened to Pastor Burns, who was an, a wonderful gentleman, and you know wrote our name on our little card dropped it in the the offering thing and and this guy made an appointment to come to our home and um you know right there on the couch he prayed with us mm-hmm. and he he said something um, cuz I said to him I said you know I I it would. I, it, it, Christopher's never a spoiled baby. I, somehow we escaped that. But I said to him, you know, I think it'd be hard to go to church with this child. He's really kind of, he's never had a babysitter, you know? And, and, and Pastor Burns said, you know, God did not give you this child to keep you away from church. <laughs> and I thought, you know, you're probably right. And um, so we brought this child to church put this child in a nursery, and lo and behold, you know, Christopher, Mr. Agog, uh, <laughs> fell right into the grand scheme of it. Yeah. Yep. So, and that was, and uh, I, 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 you know, haven't missed a lot of church since then. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. A, a fine gentleman. Uh, and I appreciated him a lot, you know, period. So you had mentioned, if you don't mind me asking, you know, growing
1: up, um, feeling a sense that everybody else has it put together; they have the, the knowledge, the skills, or whatever. And uh, what was it that kind of, maybe, made that turn in your life?
0: Uh, Christopher's uh, birth. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, having a child, and realizing. Um, some of the things we become really good friends with my cousin and his wife and we would go out with them a lot and do New Year's Eve parties and things like that and I thought you know what well and it was interesting because when Chris was born they sort of disappeared they really had I mean we did not get invited to their home. We did not, you know, they would um, not return call, la, la, la. And I thought, well, that's all right. That's okay. Because they were verbose in their position of not wanting children. And uh, I was just, I adored Christopher. And I thought, you know, I, that's all right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure that we need it. But I, I, that, I believe, was the the tr- the biggest t- turn yeah. in the road. So you've mentioned a few
1: people already, uh, and you don't need to rehearse to any big extent or anything, but who have been the people that God has used um, in your life to to bring you to faith, to solidify you,
0: to kind of shape and mold you? That's that's interesting. Certainly, uh, my mother, Miss mm-hmm. uh, Lita. That was a powerful position she took on. And, you know, over the years, re- remembering that verse, Romans six twenty three, you know, that's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Yep. Through, that's not a bad deal. You know, so I think her... Posture was was big in planting that. Yeah, um, I think uh, certainly Pastor Burns mm-hmm. and and some of the things that we discussed that that have I have held on to from his counseling. Oddly enough, my cousin sort of walk leaving us, so to speak. I think that was a turn in the road. I think, you know what? I don't necessarily enjoy that lifestyle after all. And I'm certainly not going to raise my kid like he was raised, Mm -hmm. because I knew his uncle real well. I I knew his father, my uncle. So I think that was a big deal. And members of the church when I got here um, were important. Bruce Baker is still a dear friend mm-hmm. and um i he you know I, I bruce is possibly a little more conservative than i can be however he's a good fella mm-hmm. and i appreciate him a lot and there was just that sort of thing and and a bit of a comfort zone mm-hmm. betsy sort of evolved in the church all mm-hmm. of me became a sunday school teacher connected to nancy a lot and and that sort of thing, that was big. I, I enjoyed the I mean, Bible studies that she was yeah, a part of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think those were worth things. Because ultimately, we felt connected to the church, mm-hmm. you know. And we've had various disagreements in the church, and people have gone sundry routes. And my response to those people is, you know, I didn't join this church because of a person, in a way. So, why would I follow a person mm-hmm. out of here? I'm staying. Yep. See ya. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and I've planted my my myself totally. So I I I don't know if I'm answering the question, but I believe th- that has
1: God has a way mm-hmm. of positioning people all throughout your life, mm-hmm. a multitude of people to bring you to faith, to shape your faith, to grow you. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Definitely. Yep. Yep. Definitely.
1: As you, as you look at your life, um, coming to faith as a child, young boy, um, maturing in that, the, the biggest difference that Jesus has made as your Savior in your life, what is, what is the difference that he has made
0: in you? Um. Another, I'll be curious to answer, I think, I, I. you know, Scripture tells us to be in prayer constantly. Mm-hmm. And I recall going through a period of time thinking, whatever, how do you do that? You'd kill people driving, you know? How do you get on your knees and drive, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that sort of mindless thing. I have evolved to a place where <clears throat> almost when anything <clears throat> good happens, I thank God for it. <clears throat> um, I see blessings in my life all over the place. And I I have an absolutely I love my the evolution of my gratitude to God for blessings that I have and am sincerely thankful for them I thank God daily for blessings of health and strength and and so on and so forth. There's there's some really not pleasantness going on around me. But I'm still thankful. My sister had a horrible accident, not in a car. Mm-hmm. She fell. And I talked to her about every day. And it is just wonderful to know... God's presence in her life, she's a fine Christian lady, and know that He has seen her through a very difficult time. I, you know, I, I think, in answer to your question, I just feel, I think, a, a, a remarkable for me presence of God wherever I'm at. I feel Jesus Christ is in my heart, and. Knows me amongst the crowd mm-hmm. and has given me some talents I don't expect from people. I try to be generous. I want to do things for people that I would not necessarily have done before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I know Christ has given me that temperament for a reason. I'm not, you know, a sad person. I I just... Well, when, when you see his blessings <laughs> all yeah, around you, how can I be sad? There's
1: no room for
0: no the sorrow. My goodness, no! I'm I am blessed, even when things are squirrely. I'm still blessed. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm blessed with an ability to handle that and not be flustered by. It. I try not to let people who say things <laughs> that I violently disagree with get to me. I Okay, you mm-hmm, know it's mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. you, bro. That you know, yeah, you know, I'm, I, and that's an evolution. I went through this wonderful period where I'd take on anybody, and there was assets to that attitude. I'm over it. Mm-hmm. That ship has sailed. So I, I, you know, a dear friend of mine, a former nun. neighbor and a lady that i absolutely adore uh she is doesn't know it but i her, she's written many obituaries she's at that she's 80 maybe one or two years old so at that point in time lots of people her stepson passed away and i keep that obituary someplace handy because it just rips the soul <laughs> i mean i could i could read that obituary and uh it puts me right in my place and the line in there that says, it's not an original line, but I don't know who the author of it was. She goes, we are all just walking each other home. <laughs> and I just love that that thought. You know, that's that's what's going on here. Nothing's permanent. No one in this room will be... Like this in ten or fifteen years mm-hmm. you will have prayerfully evolved, changed in your relationship with Jesus Christ to something still workable. You're still doing things because we're walking each other home. Mm. You know? I love that lady. Yep. Good person. Oh okay. well,
1: that's good. Mm-hmm. When you when you choose to see the blessings and mm-hmm have a heart that's full of gratitude you tend to be a blessing i think to others i hope well we've seen that i've seen it and how you have blessed and in your generosity and your kindness and uh chuck just thank you for taking a few minutes and Mm. sharing your story and the difference that god has made and christ has made and and uh we're glad that he has you at grace thank you for your time amen to the next absolutely to the next episode god bless